He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Ba-ba-da-ba! Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba! Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Wait. Wait, I just, I think I just... Did you just... Yeah. Yeah, I just had an idea. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 85 of the Almost Daily Show with your host, Chandler, and... The Dave Picardi. We've been, uh, we've been hustling and bustling lately. I've been all over the world twice and then back around again one more time. And, uh, that's a long ways. That's a long ways to go. Yeah. Twice. I was just thinking that there's a movie where he says that I've been around the world twice and I did some other stuff, but I can't remember anything else past that. (laughs) It must've been a memorable movie. Yeah. It must've been great. Thinking back to it, man, I can't remember anything about it. But it's, uh, I finally recovered yeah. from the jet lag. It was, what, Toronto, which was the most freezing place on earth. It's like, I, I don't want to offend anybody up there, but it's like hell, but the opposite. Like the fiery pits, but the icy depths of the coldest place yeah, on cold earth. Hell. Mm-hmm, cold hell. Yeah, I think when you're, that, when you're that cold, it's pretty hot anyways. Yeah, I, was, I had like a snowboard jacket on, layers underneath, uh, stuff everywhere. I forgot gloves, so I had to like shift hands and pockets as I walked, and it was like negative 13. That was great. Brutal. That is brutal. That was bad. And then follow that up with Australia like a week later and it's 90 degrees. So my body was like, what are you doing to me? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think your body would ever understand what you're doing. My body's like, who are you? What is wrong with you? Why do you keep hurting me like this? That's right. So now that you're back from down under. Yeah. We're back on track. Yeah. What, uh, I think we, we had a cool topic today. Uh, we've seen a lot, you know, people are talking about diversifying in their gyms and adding programs and things and, uh, corporate programs come up a lot. Yeah. We always find that people want to start a corporate program because they think it's like a, a quick way to get corporations to send people into your business or whatever, whatever for a discount. But it's not really necessarily something that should be oriented around discounts. It's something that to start it, you need to understand the mindset of the corporation and what they're looking for, especially if you start getting into the big ones, uh, because if it goes really well, they're going to organize something to where that you have a specific separate program inside their place where they have a specific thing set up with you in your place. And it's more about how can I get people to call in sick less? How can we improve employee morale? And then how can we essentially save money long run by doing that kind of stuff? So make people happy, get them sick less, get them opportunities to do things that shows the corporate entity cares about them. And so you have to craft your offer and what you're doing around those specific thoughts and ideas versus just, Oh, they want a discount because the smaller ones will probably be be interested in a discount, but the bigger you go, the more likely it is that you're going to have to have something oriented specifically to what they need. And so you have to get out of the mind discount mindset and into the mindset of how do I make people happy inside that place? And how do I make it fun? Happy and Happy fun. And fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know. There's a couple obstacles to overcome when you when you're looking at corporate programs. The first is you know, like you just said. I mean, is it a way? Is are you just trying to find more leads to come into your gym to grow your program at your gym uh, or business? Um, which isn't necessarily a corporate program. You're looking for just a funnel in. 
when you're looking at a corporate program, you have to look at the company as a whole. What are they looking for? How can they benefit from what you're offering? Uh, and then, you know, we kind of look at it as, I mean, I've always looked at it here as a three-tier approach where, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm an exec and, and I have a, a corporation that has 100 employees, why would I care that you're coming into my business to offer me something? Where's the win for me as, as, a, as a CEO of the company or the controller or uh, whoever it is? Um, and so you have to look at it as, as, you know, when I put together a program, a corporate program, I got to come in and actually give the company a win first, right? I got to give value and I got to show them that uh, this is something that's going to work. I've put a lot of work and thought into how it's going to work. Um, you know, it could be, you know, you can offer a free seminar once a month for all the employees because it's my job at that point to get company buy-in, to show the value, to explain what we're doing. Um, so uh, I always look at it thinking, let's do a, let's do a monthly seminar or luncheons or different things. Uh, I used to do those year, years ago. We'd go into big companies and do uh, lunch talks about health and wellness and uh, not charge for them because it's, it's a great way to get <laughs> just a ton of people in front of you listening. Yeah, to it's you. huge. And you have to go in there with a structured setup as well. If you just walk in there and think you're going to teach people how to do burpees and they're going to love it, it's it's probably not going to work out. You need to give the employees a reason to want to, to do your program. And so like you're saying, you go up, you maybe give a presentation on how you can help increase your health and wellness, do like a body scan and talk to them and give them some helpful tips, maybe give them like a healthy eating guide. And then you offer them to come in and try out the program. And you, you start with like a small group of a single department or a small group of people who are willing to do it. You run them through as a test group at the corporate entity. And then you keep track of all the data and information you collect along the way. So you ask the corporation to share their information with you too. Like how are these people? What is the morale like? Are they calling in sick more often or less often in comparison to previous years? Uh, you're going to keep track of what their health and wellness looked like. So what were their body measurements? How were they feeling when they walked in? What are they talking about? What are they doing? Did they like it? Did they not like it? Um, so we need to get more like those hard metrics and then soft metrics as well. So then at the end of this whole thing, we can combine what we have and we can put it together as like a little case study and show them, okay, this is what happened with this small group. Uh, next time I recommend we, we increase the size of the group and we do this, this, and this. And then you're giving them a reason to keep going because what they need to see is, is it, what is it the benefit to us and is it benefiting us? And if you can't show that at the end of it, and if you're more disorganized and organized, you're going to have a short-term program. But if you come in with guns blazing and you have everything organized, you're going to be a champion. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Six shooters all around. So it, it, and, and, you know, that's something where we actually added a middle layer into that um, only because, you know, it's, it's hard to scale your business. And so all your resources, um, you know, the employees, the program, uh, you able to deliver the program works really well inside of your facility. Uh, but it's really hard to then take it somewhere else. Uh, and some companies do this, but they're geared up for it and put coaches on site to do all this work. So it's, it's much easier to get them to come to you. Um, so what we found is, is, you know, like look at it from a tier, like say step one, tier one is give value, right? Go in and do some sort of a workshop that's consistent, not just a one-off, something where they actually get to know you, start seeing your face more, um, and then give value, like add, you know, send in some information, email information, drop it in Facebook groups, whatever. Uh, and obviously the ultimate goal is to get people to come to your facility to 
do work. Uh, something we found as a good step two in the middle of that uh, is create some challenges inside the corporation. And it doesn't have to be about getting super fit. It just habit changing stuff. And so you can get like different, you know, say you get everybody uh, involved. It could be, um, you know, points challenges where, you know, if they get up and do five minutes of walking throughout the day, they get a point for that. Um, healthy eating points, you know, whatever it is. And you can create this internal, um, I guess, uh, like participation, uh, reward system, uh, where you can actually go in and, and charge the, you know, the company a little bit of money, right? Come up with some as $500 for the challenge, a thousand, whatever it is to get their employees really engaged, uh, and doing stuff together. And, you know, you can set up a private Facebook group for them, uh, but then what it does is it allows you to get them all really engaged, seeing some results, seeing some habits being changed, uh, which then is a uh, much warmer sell to get them to come into your facility for a little bit higher end service and tracking and um, putting those case studies together and stuff. Yeah, I think in order to get humans to do anything, especially anything with health and fitness, you have to gamify it. If you don't gamify it, they're not going to stick with it. They're not going to feel like they need to. So there needs to be like challenges work really well because you can offer a prize at the end or you can offer some sort of like dinner at the end or whatever you decide to offer. They need to have something that shows and offers incredible an incredible amount of value for them. And that gets them to actually push forward to complete the thing. If you, if you don't gamify it, if you don't give them right. something, they're not going to complete it and they're not going to be incentivized to, uh, to complete it. And that's kind of how humans work. If there's nothing at the end and they don't see an end goal, they don't care. But if they say, okay, if you do the challenge, if you post in the Facebook group, put up pictures of your food, talk about what you're doing and you really build a community around it, then it's just like building community in your gym. It's not just, Hey, go do it. It's, Hey, let's do this. This is why. And then this is what you get at the end. And then once you build a really good community around that, they're going to want you to come back for more. And you're setting yourself up for success down the road versus just like a one and done shotgun approach. Because what we want to do ultimately is we want to program inside that facility. We want the corporate entity, like buying equipment, setting up an area for you and all that. Because once they have buy-in like that, you're in the clear and you're going to be set up to be there for a while versus just bringing them over to your place and doing some stuff, which is great as well. But if you can get them to buy in like that, it means you have a solid program set up and they trust you. Yeah. We found real big success with, um, so we, we were able to get the, the companies to buy into the fact that, you know, they're paying us a little bit of money, um, to organize this and run it. Um, but then also, you know, from a prize standpoint, having them pick up prizes and then reward their, their employees with uh, better habits and productivity and stuff. Uh, and then what we found is in smaller office buildings where, the, you know, say you go in and there's a team of 10, you know, in a company. Uh, so what we found is is smaller office buildings, everybody knows each other. And we were able to go in and, and get uh, different companies inside the smaller ones to be, uh, the, the, those were the department teams going against the other companies, which is really cool. Uh, and it just got a good vibe going, um, which in turn provides more clients coming in the door. Right. So it's just a matter of understanding that, you know, from a sell standpoint, it's not about just selling your most expensive service or one service. It's there's layers to a sale and making sure that you're giving uh, people the opportunity at all different levels to participate with you. Um, like I, I look at it as selling's not, uh, you know, if I'm giving information and you reply back, you like something, share something, comment on something, uh, email me back. Uh, I've given you value. You've given me a response. I take that as payment. And so I'm trying to get as many people in my network to pay me 
uh, even if it's energy back, because then that increases my center of influence, which increases my core product sales. Um, and getting into corporations is just a huge way to increase your um, just overall network, um, but coming in with like a, at least a three-tiered approach to uh, lots of value, um, you know, then a small payment structure, and then obviously um, higher level service uh, is a way to just create really good feeders into your core product at your core business. Yeah. And if you set this up right, you have to be ready because it's almost like building a new business. It's building a whole new subset of what you're doing because you're going to have what's going on in your gym. And you'll probably have some people who do the corporate program who trickle over into your regular stuff, but it's going to turn into building and organizing and designing and pricing a program that's completely separate from what's going on inside your gym because it's a whole new world. You have to get people motivated, organized. You have to get people inside there to join. You have to work with the executives or the HR department or whoever's in charge of that thing. And you have to make sure you're always doing case studies, always showing them why it's providing value and always getting the employees pumped because which what we're finding now with a lot of the corp- corporate entities, especially the newer ones is they really want to enhance the employee morale. They want to make people happy. They want to go into that customer centric realm. And so if you can show them that you're going to do that and they're going to call in sick less, they're going to be happier and they're going to get problems less often and health insurance premiums and stuff like that won't be as big of a deal, then they're going to be much more inclined to do it. But you have to set yourself up. Like who's in charge of this corporate program? Someone needs to be in charge of it to manage it and to run it. If it's just like a ragtag group trying to make things work, it's probably not going to work as well when you come out with it. So make sure you're organized when you build this thing, because if you're not, it's just going to be a disaster. Yeah. And that's what we're finding is people have great ideas and they go in and they try to get them going. And then like clients that we're working with, it's like, well, I tried this. It never worked. You know, and then they show us what they did. It's like, we didn't really put the work in on it. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that you set up from a, from a client experience top to bottom that was then replicatable where you could then go just walk into another corporation, do the same thing and have it all, the work's already done. Uh, and, and that's a, this is your opportunity when you're working with companies, it costs companies a lot of money and healthcare is an, an even bigger one. And, and healthcare is moving into a managed thing where, where people are going to be getting uh, better benefits, uh, better, you know, premiums if their health is under control. So, you're going to see that a lot, you know, smokers not being able to get health insurance and companies not covering them as much or not giving them the same benefits. Uh, so if you can provide the value for the company based on your knowledge, your organization, your program that doesn't cost them more money right now, that's a huge win for any sort of company out there. They're going to want, they're going to invite you in if you do that work and you have a well-organized program to run with them. Uh, that actually makes them look like a hero, right? Exactly. They like that. That's the key. So your action steps for this whole thing, uh, contact a couple of corporate corporations in your, in your area that you know are willing to kind of do something like this. It works really well if you have someone inside your facility who's already involved inside that corporation, whether they own it, they work in HR, or they're just an employee who can recommend it. Uh, but then what you need to do is set yourself up with like a presentation and then some body analysis systems and maybe a little nutritional seminar for people inside the thing and you need to set up the whole program. How long does it last? What do they win at the end? How do you get the corporation to pay for what they win and for the the goal of the challenge? What do your systems look like? Who's running it? How are you going to organize the data? How are you going to collect the data? And then how do you 
make a plan of action to continuously do this ongoing. So maybe once every six or eight weeks or something, you have this thing restarts and then more people get added to it. The first three, maybe you cap it and then you add more and more and more until you're really good at it and you can make it flow. But go in there with your phases of strategic planning and you'll be set and you'll win. Go in there unorganized and all lackadaisical and you probably won't do as well. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. It might not work out so well. (laughs) That's right. That's right. If you guys, anyone needs any help, just, Shoot us an email. We can help That's you. That's true. We'll help you out. And if you're watching this on Facebook, it started about nine minutes in. So you'll hear the whole thing on the podcast, podcast exclusive due, due to technical nice. difficulties. <laughs> nice. I like yeah. technical difficulties. We gotten pretty good at that. I'm like an audio expert now. I can even tell what kind of mic someone's using when I hear it. That's true. It's pretty exciting. What kind of mic am I using? A Yeti. <laughs> Wrong. Dang it. Wrong. Dang it. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You were right. Oh, shoot. I knew it. Oh, oh I was just teasing. You were right. There it is. Look at the size the of that thing. Jesus. The Yeti's massive. Ooh. It's pretty cool. It's like retro and fun. It picks up like... I think so. Someone, If there's someone outside my office talking, you can hear the whole conversation during the podcast. <laughs> You can hear everything. Absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I did a whole Facebook live thing and I realized after the fact, looking in the comments, nobody could hear me and I was using my new blue mic. So here I am thinking I sound amazing <laughs> and uh, I didn't sound, I didn't sound like anything. Yeah. I had to recut it. You were like, dang it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, the, the, the lovely world of sound. What's wrong with your, what's wrong That's with my right. thing? I don't know. Let me ask someone. Okay. I asked those people. Okay. Nobody has any idea. All right. So we got to figure it out ourselves. None, none. Hey, so a bonus tip for everybody that's still tuning into this nonsense. Uh, when you're cutting video, uh, video quality isn't as important as audio quality. So you can have a, a, a bad visual in a really clear audio and it's still okay. If you have an unbelievable quality camera with great visual and the audio is bad. It's just it's true. Bad. Have you ever tried to like, cause most people are on their phone like this, trying to listen to it or watch it. And have you ever had a video running and you're like this? Cause you can't hear anything, but you really want to hear what's on the thing. It's, it's not yep, a fun bad. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good stuff. All right. All right we're back Jan. on track. That's it. So we will, um, Maybe see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know. It's the almost daily show. Sometimes it's the almost weekly show, That's right. but it's just the almost something show. That's right. <laughs> almost. All right, guys, have a great day. We will see you next time. See ya.